Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I think this should be like a like a not a somber but a serious intro, you know? We should be a little bit more serious because it is World Mental Health Week. Now, the question is, we do have mental health issues, but can we be serious? Why so serious? <laughs> if it was breakfast time, why no cereal? Okay. Right? <laughs> Intro done. Boom. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of your boom, it's bang. Bing. Bing. <laughs> it's oh, like the smallest... Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Narrow Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. On, <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds, a special remote episode. Yeah, this time it's not Lauren who's not in town. It's Joe. Oh shit, Joe travels. <laughs> so Except not I'm, internationally. No, 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 no. Not, well, every once in a while, but you know, not, not at not, the moment. Not recently. Now I, I'm in Portland. Woo! I'm in Portland, Oregon for um NeuroNerd producer and Joe's significant other, Felice's brother's wedding. Woo! And I'm I'm gonna try to say this the right way, because I've been saying it weird. I've been saying Felice is gonna marry her brother. <laughs> She's okay. not. She's going to officiate her brother's wedding. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're nerds here, but we don't support, you know, Game of Thrones style relationships. Right, right. Game of Thrones is over. So incest is not best right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm in Oregon right now, which is cool. So I'm doing like we're doing the remote episode over here and I'm uh, looking at Lauren and Lauren's icing her back because she hurt herself. To be honest, to be honest, what I think happened is you went on a rogue mission. And now gas prices are going to drop for some reason. <laughs> well, I mean, that being an aerialist and a pole dancer is a great cover for ra- like I got random bruises. Like, <gasps> I don't know what they're from. You can't see that. She has a bruise about the size of my entire thumb. It's on like her the, arm. Yeah, it's like the, the size of like a like a golden dollar, like a Sacagawea dollar. I don't know how you get these things. 
again, it could be from the pole or it could be from someone I might have buried six feet under like a zombie. Oh, oh my God. International Black Widow um, missions. I'm a bat widow, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no shit. So we're just coming off of World Mental Health Day. That's well, what it was called, right? Yeah, we're recording on World Mental Health yeah, Day. Technically, yeah, yeah. We, we're we're actually doing this on that day, and uh, it's an important. I think it's an important day for for all of us. You know, specifically oh, yeah. um, me because I'm a little bit crazy. Uh, and so am I. <laughs> well, I think we're all a little crazy. We we are. You know what that makes us? That makes us all normal. Well, what is it? What did they say in um, Alice in Wonderland um, where everyone's a little mad here and all the best people are? <laughs> yes. Yes. I like that. I like that. I think we all have to have a little bit of crazy and it's not crazy. I'm not saying crazy like in a bad way. Um, some, some of the crazy is bad, but, you know, um, so uh, also to we are the neuro nerds. So the neuro part is the, <laughs> the depression, the anxiety, <laughs> the PTSD. The nerd part is the Joker recently came out and there was like a lot of buzz attached to the Joker movie. And it's a yeah. weird take on the Joker. It isn't a normal like Batman, Keith Ledger, Christian Bale, um, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Joker type no, of no, dynamic. No, it's, it's not it, exactly. It's the dynamic. We don't have the the good versus bad, even in an origin story. We don't have um, Batman's ultimate, uh, you know, nemesis or foil coming up through the movie where, while Batman's in the background. Even with the Joker that will not be named Jared Leto, uh, <laughs> Batman was still in that movie, right? So the presence of Batman was still there. And so with this one, it's exclusively the quote unquote origin story of the new incarnation of Joker. Right. Which is weird to me because the Joker has no origin story. Like he has a outline of an origin story, but you never really know what's real and what's not. Well, that's Heath Ledger's, you know. So it just depends what you have now like accepted as your own personal canon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if it's based off the killing joke, then there is quote unquote, a more definite origin story, though. That one's also a little open-ended as well. It is because did Batman finally go rogue and kill the Joker? No, <laughs> I think the end of the killing joke. No, no, I think there's actually a line in the killing joke when, um, he's telling the origin story. If you guys haven't seen the killing joke or read the comic, I guess this is a spoiler alert, right? So he's what <laughs> a, a failed stand-up comic, right? Yes. And then. Um, when he's, he's telling this um, origin story, I think there's even a line where he says, oh, but sometimes I remember it a little differently. So there's yes. still that possibility that that's still him bullshitting his way. He through. might just be making it up the, the entire thing up. The one line in the killing joke that I, that will always stick with me and will never go away. And I think it's brilliant is he tells Batman, you're one bad day away from being me. Right, because that's why he kidnapped, um, what's her name, Commissioner Gordon's daughter? Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Yeah, to try to make Commissioner Gordon go crazy. Oh, that was dark. Yeah, that was, that was weird. That was so dark. So they actually made a, it's it's a graphic novel, I think, The Killing Joke. And they actually turned it into an animated, Alan Moore, yeah, that's right. Um, Wow, your memory, fascinating. Um, They actually made it into an animated movie. And they yeah. they did they took some liberties to extend it out a little bit, which was okay. But the gist of it, like the meat of the story, is exactly the same. It is so dark. Now I like dark. You know what I mean? Like I yes. like Watchmen. I like the dark DC stuff. But it's just 
it's just dark. The things that he does, oh, us. Oh, I don't even. I, you know what? I'm not even gonna get into it. But oh, you guys can. Me- you, you, no. you guys, you guys can message me, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, and then you know that's the one thing DC always does well is their cartoons. Their animated <sighs> movies and series are actually really good. Yeah, I hate to admit it because I'm a DC hater, but I'm only a DC hater for the DC EU. Yes, the DC Extended Universe. Oh, yes. shut up. But their animated movies, their cartoons, the, the TV series, all of them are epic. They are so good. So my my complaint is, why don't they just do that, but with real people? But God yeah. forbid, well, it's because God forbid you let the nerds who are writing the comic books and writing the cartoon series, let them produce, like make these big multi-million dollar pictures. Because, right. you know, studio execs don't like nerds. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what nerd they allowed to do that? Joss Whedon. And what happened? He just so happened to put together at the time the highest grossing superhero film of all time. So, you know, it was just just that. Yeah, you know, (laughs) take a chance on a nerd. Take a chance on a nerd, guys. So I I do like mm -hmm. that they're doing the the Joker origin story, even though it's not like canon. I I like that they're making it, um, I don't know, real-ish. Yeah. And again, we're trying to keep the least amount of spoilers out of this since yeah. it's very new. It's right. It's and just, also I can't spoil it. Full disclosure. I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. Um, <gasps> my older brother did, and I didn't get any spoilers, uh, but he did uh, give me, cause I asked about the mental health question on it. And he did say that there is a question of, does the Joker have a legitimate mental health disorder? Um, and it's part of his descent down into madness. Does that contribute to it? Is the violence part of it? Um, so, but like from what he told me, it was actually very interesting on the way they portrayed it. I don't know how accurately it is since again, haven't seen it, Right. but um, I'm actually very interested to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, that's an interesting question too. Like is, is he crazy? Is he just evil? Is mm-hmm. evil crazy or is mm-hmm. evil just evil? Like these are so this it, it opens up like a yeah. whole different conversation. Yeah. Is he evil and crazy or like evil and mentally ill? Um, because, again, that can bring up all sorts of negative um, stereotypes and prejudice that we, those of us with mental illnesses that we deal with that like, oh, so is this movie now equating that if you suffer from certain types of mental illnesses, does that mean you're evil? You know, right. which I again. That's that's a very interesting gray area because, you know, there are some mental illnesses um, like uh, what is it like borderline personality or like antisocial personality disorder. Right. Mm -hmm. That's basically sociopathy, which is like getting on over there towards like supervillain territory. Most epic supervillains are some sort of um, sociopath um, or um, or psychopath, which are two separate things. Oh, I'm looking directly in your eyes, Lauren. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. So the framing thing about that, like, is evil, is is he sane and just evil? Is evil Mm -hmm. insanity? Mm -hmm. What if evil is just like its own thing and the joke is actually sane? That's oh, the God. scariest thing in the world, isn't yeah. it? Like to be that yeah. crazy, but know exactly what you're doing. I actually, I think my head canon or my choice of canon for the Joker is he knows exactly what he's doing. He's fucking yeah. nuts, but he knows exactly what he's doing. He's self-aware and uses 
everything he has to his disposal. Heath Ledger's like chaotic Joker. Heath Ledger is close to being my Joker, but my Joker will always be the Batman, the animated series, Justice League Joker. The Mark Hamill version. Mark Hamill version. Perfect. Just so good. Like deliciously evil. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But completely, but knows exactly what he's doing. Just knows exactly what he's doing, but like completely just off his rocker. Like uh, that's my kind of crazy. And, you know, if we're talking about mental health, I think almost every single superhero or supervillain, they've got some mental health. Obviously, they all have PTSD. Like, yes, that's that's just a thing. (laughs) Well, PTSD is the new thing for them to have, because I think we talked about before like I think it was like in the nineties, like the thing that everyone had was or mm-hmm. dealing with was alcoholism. Like Tony yes. Stark. He yeah, was yeah, that's pushing the envelope. Yeah. It's like, oh well, he's alcoholic. Well, it was what related with the times. And then when Iron Man in the MCU came out, where Robert Downey Jr.'s version, they didn't make him an alcoholic per se. They made him suffering from PTSD because yeah. it coincided with um the Iraq war and Afghanistan and people coming back and PTSD was the new the new like Oh yeah, for um, sure thing to suffer as a character to make it grim, dark or gritty. Right. Right. I, I, I think definitely um, on PTSD, obviously they all have that CTE because all of them take tremendous hits to the head. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think all of them suffer depression, certain amount of anxiety. I, I like, so uh, Felice and I were big fans of the TV show Legion. Do you know mm-hmm. who Legion is? So Legion is, is amazing. He's an Omega level mutant. He's, mm-hmm. he might be the most, powerful mutant in the history of like everything Mm -hmm. and he's he just so happens to be create certifiably insane you know he has um multiple personality disorder he has anxiety he has depression he has everything um but he just so happens to be like an amazing mutant and he can kind of create his realities which is even crazier because it's like everything that we saw was that real or was that just a projection from his mind right um, another superhero, sometimes supervillain that definitely has um, mental uh, that needs <laughs> some <Therapy>. mental love <laughs> is um, the Winter Soldier. I know favorite. my Bucky. Because he suffered PTSD for sure, but oh. also he had his mind washed. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, when we think of mental illnesses, we kind of think of like the quote, like like the generic ones, which is like anxiety and depression and PTSD, because those are the most accessible to the general population. Right. But like you also think about like Bucky, not only does he have PTSD and depression, anxiety, he has some, he has, I'm sure from his time, some sort of phobias. Um, probably, uh, and he suffers from amnesia, which is a mental disorder. Um, you know, for all we know, he might be my, uh, paranoia disorder something like that. Like can't trust his own mind and things like that. Oh God. I resemble that comment. (laughs) 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 That's the hard part. It's like a cocktail of like mental illnesses. But again, that is from, um, repeated mental, um, Injury, like head injuries and electrocution and, and, and torment and, and torture, torture and tor- you know, you know, that's kind of extreme on that end. Just just a little bit. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us, too, and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. 
sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. But I like the idea of also bringing up like heroes who probably suffer from some sort of disorder. Cause even if you think about like, um, um, the watchman, right. Mm -hmm. In the watchman, like you have the comedian, but he's depressed, right. Um, you have, um, Frickin the night owl, right? And he's mm-hmm. uh, impotent, but he also has something else. I can't remember what other psychosis he has. Um, what's uh, uh, oh, Ozymandias? Uh, so the- Ozymandias, oh. right? Narcissistic, um, kind of like a megalomaniac. But again, you For have sure. to argue: was he the good guy or the bad guy in right. the story? Yeah, you're killing um, uh, millions to save, save billions. billions. That's if you think about it, like I kind of, well, I want to say I agree, but the, the it's a utilitarian view. Uh, right. right. And then, I, but he makes that giant mutant squid in the comic book. <laughs> they didn't, they for sure didn't do that in the movie. No. Um, <laughs> you, you also have Rorschach yes. paranoia. Paranoia. Right? They, um, and he also views the world very black and white. That's not necessarily yeah. a disorder, but his, his viewpoint of the world is very limited. Um, my favorite line from that movie is I'm not locked up in here with you. You're locked up in here with me. <laughs> That's how I feel every session with Lauren. Oh God. Insert kick noise here. <laughs> I'm like, we're not even in the same state and you're worried. D- did you see me flinch right now? I did. Um, but I, I have to wonder if someone like Superman, cause they should like even Superman um, on a bad day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could argue in Justice League that horrible movie, right? Where he's goes, where he, right when he's resurrected and he's like trying to before Lois comes in with the ring, um, Martha, right? Oh, <laughs> like he kind of goes evil, right? Yeah, he does for like, like a split second. Yeah, my my Superman is Batman, not Batman, the Justice League cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the uh, Justice League, yeah. The, the the Justice League Unlimited uh, Superman because he's like such a Boy Scout. Yeah. And there's one scene at the end of the series. I think it's the final episode where he finally unleashes mm-hmm. and he's fighting Darkseid. Mm-hmm. And he he's so dope. And he's like, you know, I just want to thank you for this rare opportunity to let me to, to let me. Oh, uh, for the opportunity to let loose. <laughs> he's like, I walk around on eggshells because these people are like cardboard to me and I don't want to crush them. He's wow. like, so you give me an opportunity to like, just be myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just, just think about that. Think about like, you're just such a powerful being, but everything around you is like Fabergé eggs. Yeah. So you just have to walk so gently. You can't be, you can't be normal. That can't be good for your psyche. Yeah. Yeah. See, Superman's crazy. And then if we go back to Marvel, like if you think about, um, actually what they did a really good job in, in um, Endgame was Thor, right? Mm-hmm. He was like the epitome of depression, right? He was was drinking. He wasn't doing things he liked anymore. He didn't want to do any of his responsibilities. He wanted to get lost within his video games, you know, because he was mourning the loss uh, of his brother and his family and his world. And so he was going through grief. Like that's a, I thought they they actually did a very good job trying to portray like depression isn't like sexy, like pretty crying and like staring off in the distance. It is, it's, it can be ugly. It can be very life changing and deforming when you're going through it. Yeah. I don't think it, it had as long of a shelf life um, as Iron Man did and Robert Downey Jr. Like every single movie, you just see a little bit more of the PTSD creeping in. Which is why a a lot of people didn't like Iron Man three, right? Where um, that's the one that garbage movie no so 
But a lot of people didn't like it because that's the one where he like disappeared with the little kid, right? Yeah. And um, Harley, um, because he was dealing with his PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. There, so, there was actually the, the one scene where he had a panic attack mm-hmm. and he like busted out and then he just got in his Iron Man suit and like took a knee. Yeah. The, the, that entire scene, the way it was framed, the way it was shot, the way the, the sound was his acting, the way mm-hmm. he reacted. I was like, I, I kind of feel like I just had a panic attack with him. Yeah. So that was beautiful. And I like I like that he ended up getting like the suit made him feel better. That was his comfort. That right? was his comfort zone. That's, so that's I think like your kind of, headphones, like your earphones. It is. I was let's see. So I love you, Laura. I was immediately going to say that. So every once in a while, I'll forget my headphones. Mm-hmm. And and anybody who knows me, twenty four yes. hours a day, if I'm out, I have my headphones in. It's yes. like it's my security blanket. It's like I'm Linus, and that's like my my blanket. And I, if I ever leave them, I kind of have a little bit of a panic attack. Yeah. The last time I left them, I was in the car with Felice, and I was driving, and I remember, and I was like, Shh, and I just I was driving, and I was like, damn it, I I left my headphones. I broke down. Like I literally, again, not my proudest moment and it doesn't feel good to share, but I started to cry Mm -hmm. because I can't believe that I forgot the one thing that really makes me feel better in these moments. And I was just thinking ahead. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And this does this. And it just, everything, everything just got turned up to 11. You know what I mean? And it was just like such a bummer. It took a while for me to like take a breath and, and come back down from that. But it's it's if there's no other time to talk about this, it's now, right? Look, right on the time celebrating or uh, like celebrating mental health. I mean, celebrating Whoa. like the awareness of it, right? Yeah, no, it's so I posted a picture on um, my Instagram uh, page today, and mm-hmm. I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to post a picture I posted back in the day, and it got like really good response, and it took a lot out of me to put mm-hmm. of me in the car when I'm a passenger, mm-hmm. and I kind of freak out a little bit. It's, it's it's not a, again, it's not a proud moment. It's not something that I wanted to share, but I kind of felt like it was necessary for myself and other people. Mm-hmm. And it had like a, a good effect on, you know, on, on our community, yeah. which was uh, really cool. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. But then I thought about it and I was like, it's, it's, it's much more difficult than that. You look at that little video or you look at the, the pictures and it's like, yeah, clearly there's something wrong. That's not what mental health is though. It doesn't always look that way. Correct. So I posted the picture that like I post kind of with everything in the neuro nerds, like me in the flash picture. Mm-hmm. Also, I look really, really cute. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, I guess. <laughs> so I, I posted that. And th- that the fact is that picture is what mental health looks like. That picture is what anxiety, what depression and what uh, PTSD looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks like your average everyday Joe, pun intended. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so th- that's that's why I chose that one. And because you can't look at somebody and be, oh yeah, that person, you can sometimes yeah. that person's clearly depressed. That person's clearly anxious. That person's kind of freaking out with every noise or something wrong there, but you can't look at everybody and be like, oh yeah, that's what that is. Right. So many people just go by and just seem like regular people. I'm smiling all the time. I'm making inappropriate jokes. because I'm an idiot. And you would never know what's actually happening. Just what's happening just beneath the surface. Correct. You know? So I thought it was important for people to see that, yeah, just look at your neighbor, the person that's sitting next to you, your coworker. They're just regular ass people. They've got some serious deep shit going on in their life. I think we just we need to be a lot more understanding and caring with one another. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the same with me. Like I you can't you don't I walk around and you don't see anxiety, someone who you know, and that's new to me, guys. I mean, I say new because oh my god. Today I think is my fourth year concussion anniversary. <gasps> Yeah. It's like, look, I think it that is. was really weird Yeah, that I put my hands up and I cheered 
yeah, not I think cheering it's the concussion, but congratulations I'm on alive. making it four years. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so proud of you and your journey. And I'm so happy that you're celebrating it here with me right now. And on mental health On mental health. Was it not written in the stars? And the fact that you're talking about anxiety that you never had until prior to your concussion. Yep. That's um, how amazing is the universe. Yay. That just happened. How are you feeling now that that's kind of sucking in? (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel great. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. Before I started using Audible, I was having trouble reading my brain buddy Mimi Hayes' book. I'll be okay, it's just a hole in my head. But once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. Read Mimi's book with us. That's right. The Neural Nerds are forming a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the Neural Nerds. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, on that subject, like one of the things I was, I like to, I was reading and I went to like check to see if it was real was I think a few years, like recently in like the early two thousands, there was like a thing about how all the characters in Winnie the Pooh represented a different mental disorder or illness. Now it's been refuted. Like it's actually not accurate. Um, like that wasn't written in that, that vein. And then the, the psychologist who wrote it, she Mm -hmm. did not write it as a serious, um, paper. Like it was like poking fun at their profession, but a lot of people were able to relate to that. Now, oh, for sure. I did for the, sure. The author of Winnie the Pooh is A.A. A. Mills, Miles. Um, he did suffer PTSD. I believe he was a soldier. Oh. Um, oh, wow. So he did suffer PTSD. But for a lot of people, being able to look at the, our, you know, our childhood favorite characters and be like, oh, yeah. I identify like with Piglet because Piglet obviously suffers from some sort of anxiety, right? Yeah. Or, <laughs> right? Or like um, Tigger, ADHD, you know? Yeah, and and for sure, Eeyore, my favorite, you know, depression, some clearly. Sort of depression. Um, they argue like Owl has <laughs> dyslexia, right? Oh, oh. Yeah, because okay. he never spells anything right. Um, who else is on there? Um, that like has a very clear rabbit. Is it OCD or something like that? I think like it's that? OCD with yeah. rabbit. Cause he's constantly, uh, Pooh will drop something. He's like, oh shit, put it back. Yeah. And then Pooh is, um, oh, what does Pooh have? It's like. Pooh is like the dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he also suffers, um, imp- like no impulse control. Right. Mm. Oh, Pooh had a brain injury. Right. Um, <laughs> My impulse control has gotten much better. That's good. I'm glad that you are not walking out of the house without pants on. Yeah. No, I do that on purpose now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, to, there's... to mimic me. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think what other like of our childhood or favorite characters, you know, also have mental illnesses. I mean, it's obvious uh, we discussed Jigsaw has um, a brain injury. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. He does. <laughs> yes, he does. And uh, obviously, the Punisher with PTSD—that's just a gimme. Yeah. 
And I think most Marvel, mm-hmm. not just Marvel, I think most superheroes suffer from some kind of depression because oh, yeah. of the things that they have to do and the people that they've lost along the way. And even the people that they haven't been able to save. Yeah. That, that must I be think crushing. about in Endgame, Hawkeye, he lost his entire family and he went off the deep oh. end and to become Ronan. Right? Yeah, he did. And then I, he I'm loses Natasha. And then he oh. loses Natasha. Oh, Natasha, you bitch. How dare you take yourself away from Hawkeye? Or even Damn like it. Thanos, you could argue <laughs> Thanos is a narcissist. Yeah. Right? Like, I am the only one that can balance the universe. Nah, man. You know, you know what you could have done, Thanos? You were like, well, you know, people didn't have enough stuff. You could have snapped enough stuff. You know who else probably has a mental disorder or like PTSD? Loki. Thinking- well, yes. Um, <laughs> If you follow the headcanon that he was tortured by the Chitari and Thanos made to, and then he was made to serve them in the first Avengers movie. Go back. I challenge you to go watch the first Avengers movie. What does Loki look like when he first comes out of the Tesseract? He looks like he's been tortured to shit. Yes. But the other theory is the fact that he went a little bit crazy because he technically had two stones. He had the mind stone and the staff and he was using the space stone. And yes, he isn't as guardian. That's why he didn't die mm-hmm. holding them, but that's too much power. And it, I think the mind stone corrupted his mind. But who gave him the mind stone? Thanos did. He did. So. That, well, you know, Thanos, he has always seemed like a really level headed kind man. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say in literature, if we go to Harry Potter, PTSD mm-hmm. would be like Ginny Weasley. Right. Because of what oh, she went through okay. when she was basically possessed by Tom Marvolo Riddle. Right. Um, PTSD would, of course, be Harry. Right. I'm oh, sure yeah, he has yeah. some ish or Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy, yeah, that evil little disgusting <gasps> prick. You know what? Leave my little Malfoy alone. OK. <gasps> no, do not. De- Lauren. Yes. yes. I adore you. Do not defend Draco Malfoy. I will defend Draco Malfoy to the end of the day. Okay. Like that's my jam. He's like, he's like what Ron kind of is. He has no soul. He's like the ginger of the Harry Potter universe. What? (laughs) We are not going to get into this right now, but we will have a different day where we discuss the merits of this. You know Um, what? I got to tell you on mental health. Wait, what is it? World mental health day. That, That needs to be discussed. Your mental state thinking that draco malfoy is cool i'm just saying I'm okay so for saying. all of my listeners out there can who, who else also likes draco malfoy nobody like, i also nobody happen to likes ship draco him malfoy. with hermione i'm a big Hermione fan uh, no you yes. can i'm sorry draco malfoy cannot enter hermione granger no <laughs> under no circumstances is that acceptable i would rather him enter ron weasley or harry potter <laughs> Not my Hermione Granger. Well, moving on, we will discuss this <laughs> off air as I beat you. Oh, no. Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say, pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. But think about Neville, right? Neville's parents died very young and he's always been scarred by that. And then he has a lot of anxiety. Um, You know, that's why his, his grandmother gives him the remember all to try to remember things. Right. I'll, I'll give you the, the, um, the poster boy for, for mental health. Who? Dobby. 
Oh my God, poor Dobby. <laughs> I know, right? He's, I feel so bad. I just want to hug that little, what, what is he? Elf? He's a house elf. Goblin? He's a house I, elf. Oh, he looks weird. But okay, on the other end, on the villain side, think about Bellatrix Lestrange. She is absolutely bonkers. Like there is a mental illness there. She's like, so with her, just like the Joker, what makes her like really frightening to me is, is she crazy or does she like, is she evil, but she knows what she's doing? You know what I mean? I'm going to look her up right now. That makes me, that makes me really uncomfortable because it's like, I think she knows what she's doing. That's what I was reading this up. It says actress Helena Bonham Carter stated that Bellatrix suffers from sadistic personality disorder. However, SPD is no longer recognized as a valid mental Ill- disorder. Uh, so were she a real person, it's more likely she'd be diagnosed with hysteronic personality disorder. I've never heard of that. Neither have I. Let me further Google this. The benefit, <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. Right? Okay, so hysteronic personality disorder is defined by as a personality disorder characterized by a pattern of excessive attention-seeking emotions, usually beginning beginning in early adulthood while she was at Hogwarts, including inappropriately seductive behavior and an excessive need for approval. That sounds like Bellatrix Lestrange right there with her Jones in for Voldemort. Oh, yeah. Oh, ugh. Ugh. Do you ship them? Do you ship Voldemort and Bellatrix? I don't ship them, but I could see it as a ship that could happen. Like, I feel like she's like his, her, his devoted slave and she worships him. I've got, I've got a ship for you. What's your ship? Valdegrid. Hagrid and Voldemort. Let's make it happen. People. You know, that's, I can look it up right now. That has probably been done. I'm sure. And I'm I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable with how turned on I am by that. Oh my God. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) Let me look this up. So you talk while I look this up for your own, for like your own sadistic ship that you think people don't do. Look, I know people are disgusting and weird out there because I'm speaking to one right (gasps) now. Because I ship Draco and Hermione. Because you do anything positive, Draco. Anything. He's like the creepiest, nastiest dude. No, there is an argument because what are the Harry Potter? The Harry Potter books are told from exclusively Harry's, um, what do you call it? Point of view. Mm -hmm. Right. So everything that he says in the book, technically Harry could be considered an unreliable narrator. Um, oh, that's right. Because right? he can see somebody as evil just because he doesn't like them. Exactly. So wow. I think even J.K. Rowling uh, went out and said something along the even though got, J.K. Rowling needs to stop with the Twitter um, and all the after <laughs> canon stuff like stop it. Um, but the argument is that Harry's the perception we have a Draco Malfoy as like this evil little shit might be exacer- be exaggerated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, by the way, I've only I only found one Hagrid and Voldemort shipped story and three Hagrid and Tom Riddle fanfics. So only that's four. <laughs> interesting that somebody went further. Well, Voldemort, no, that's too weird. Oh, Tom Riddle? Yeah, I could totally see that. Right, because I think they were in school together, maybe. Oh, they were in school together, weren't they? I think so. Yeah, well, Hagrid, wait, was Hagrid in school? Did they allow him to be in school? Uh, they or he like was on the grounds. Out? Yeah, see, so he. I'm sure they partied together. They had a little bit too much um, 
Because he's uh, 60 uh, years, butter, according to this, he's 60 years old when Harry first attends Hogwarts. He looks great. For they 60. had that one night that they had a little bit too much butterbeer. Exactly. You know, I, I mean? paid, you know <laughs> Madame Rose Murdas, like, I mean, shit happens. <laughs> he's like, hey, do you want to do, do you want to moan like Myrtle? Let's no, make this happen. No, he's like, do you want to see if I, how much of a giant I am? Oh, my he's God. Giant. <laughs> are you proportioned are you proportioned (laughs) fully proportional well this episode has quickly devolved lauren when do our episodes not devolve so again this has been a little bit much a much more somber episode because we don't want to go a little bit too crazy and weird on mental health awareness week i say week because again we're recording this on mental health awareness day because i think it's it's important that we did that and on lauren's concussion anniversary yeah on on lauren's concussion anniversary which is I'm honestly, I'm so happy that it happens to be today. Yeah, you know me what I mean? Because I get to see you. I get to talk to you. We're doing this like really positive thing that's like impacting lives. Like, I think that's really, really cool. Um, So I, I, it's a little bit more somber. We're not as crazy as we normally are. And when I say crazy, I don't mean like crazy, but I mean, you know, a little loopy like how we normally are because mental health, as much as we joke, it's a very serious thing. It's very personal to me and my family and my upbringing. And, uh, you know, Lauren as well. I, I don't know how much she wants to touch on it with yourself. If any, as I put you on a spot immediately, I know I was like, uh, I was actually, <laughs> yep, I was actually looking up when the accident was. I was going through my papers from my lawyer. It was today, four years ago. Wow, that's awesome! That awesome. <laughs> I'm happy that it's that it's done. I'm so happy that you're here and safe and functional. And I'm so I'm so proud of your journey. I really am. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I think that I've had I had a depressive episode. Mm-hmm. Um, recently or no, no, after? no. Um, when I was uh, right out of college, I did have a depressive right. episode and I did go to therapy for that. Um, which I think, uh, was one of the hardest things I did, but again, one of the best things I did. And I had a really good therapist and, um, she was just the type I needed, which was, it, it was a little bit, I don't know if it's conventional, but it was like kind of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like I'm that type of person that's like, no, I'm going to rip the bandaid off. So we, we went at it really hard and very quickly. Um, and I found dance at the same time. So that's how I was able to pull myself out of it. But like, I always tell people like, once you kind of have depression and not just the blues, but like you actually have depression, um, everyone has that door. Um, so everyone has an ability to have depression, but once you've had it, the door is unlocked. And so there's no going back. You might, you know, get through something or move past it. The door's closed, but it's unlocked. It can always be opened again. And I think yes. it's very important for each person It when, when you're at that stage to recognize the signs that de- you're, you know, you're, you're starting to go kind of on that decline and you want right. to fi- be able to find those signs to kind of warn you and use your tools with your doctor or your provider to pull yourself out before you kind of fall off the precipice. And then you have a much harder ascension that you have to do to pull yourself back out, you know? And some people never do, unfortunately. Um, That's really sad. It is. is. It really is. But I think the most important thing to do is, you know, always keep fighting the good fight, you know? Yeah. That's all you can do is all you can do. Um, the, the thing is, and I know it's almost impossible in the moment, but you're not alone. 
Like no. you don't have to go through these things alone. And you're not the only Once, person who's ever gone through this. I think we all yeah. get to that stage where like, no one knows how I feel. No one's ever experienced this. I'm all by myself. One, that's a little egocentric, right? Yeah, jerk. Yeah, no. yeah. there's 7 billion people <laughs> on this earth. And, you know, we've been, humans have been around for about 100,000 years. Like you are not the only person who has ever suffered this. <laughs> We've seen it all, right? <laughs> but it does feel that way. It does feel like I'm the only one. Yeah. No one will ever understand any of this. Yeah. But the reality is when you're not feeling that way, the reality is, yeah, everybody has gone through this for the most part. Yeah. And even if, if you haven't, so many people have. Yeah. And people are as, as much as I say it all the time, <laughs> kids and people are dicks because yes. they are, people are good for the most part. So if you ask for help, somebody's going to help you. You know, like it's not going to be an outlandish thing to be like, hey, I'm feeling really, really down. Can we talk? Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be like, yeah, no, I don't have any interest in that. Like, And if so, you need to hang out with different people, you know, and Definitely. find some find somebody. There's an entire Internet full of people. There there are groups, there are churches, there's there our are, group. There's our group. We're the neuro nerds. We always say, hey, we're here to help. And we mean it. Like, reach out. Like, let's connect. Let's discuss. Like, let's grow as people, as a community. Like, let's get this shit going. And people on the You So Rocks page. Damn right. Lauren, you're so dope. I know, right? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting the snaps, too. So. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the neuro nerds are here to help. Join our hashtag #YouSoRock Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/YouSoRock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at JoeSoRocks.com/YouSoRock, and submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, you, you so rock. rock. <laughs> so, so again, yes, mental health. We all need to take care of um, ourselves as best we can, and when we can't do it ourselves. We have to reach out to others. We we have to, you know, it's our responsibility to advocate for ourselves. And I make I have the suggestion everybody should seek therapy, even if you think you're fine. Mm. You're fine. That's fine. Like, just go see a therapist. Eh, maybe you work some stuff out. Maybe you won't. It's not a waste of time. It's just figuring out who you are as a person. And, uh, you know, find somebody, a family member, a friend, a stranger. Go to like a coffee shop. I'm in Portland. There's nothing but coffee shops out here. Sit down and be like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> Yeah, be, be a little careful with that. Okay. Like, yeah, you, you might run into Lauren and then she, you might end up in the trunk of that mad woman's car. Who knows? You know, or it's also finding ways, you know, <laughs> sometimes you, you know, there's not a, a bandaid. It's not fixing you. Um, yeah. But maybe it's finding ways to cope in a creative outlet. I always think about Mimi and mm. her absolute batshit bonkersness, but she has oh, taken her brain injury, her trauma, and all her her issues. And she's made a career out of it. She's made a book out of it. And she's, I think, from what I can discern from her crazy IG stories, uh, I love you, Mimi, is that she is finding a way to translate all that chaos into something that can help her be a happier person and a healthier person. Absolutely. And it's helping her and it's helping other people too. Cause people see that and be like, Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. why, why don't I do that? Not, not be a com crazy comedian like Mimi, because honestly, she's one of the funniest human beings <laughs> in the world, but do something creative with it. 
you know, maybe write a book, Mm -hmm. maybe put on a show, Mm -hmm. maybe start a group, maybe start, you know, like do something creative, like find an outlet, maybe uh, paint about it. You know what I mean? Put whatever's in your head down on canvas. You never know what you're, you're going to come up with, you know? Like, 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 let's, let's channel these feelings and turn them into something positive, not something, something negative, you know, yes. but like, let's own our shit and let's do our best to grow as people, as a culture, as a, I don't know. I went off somewhere. I, know, I was like, whoa, 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 where are we go? <laughs> we haven't started guys. We haven't started the army yet. We haven't started the revolution. Don't get ahead of ourselves. Right. We're going to start with the neuro nerd fight club. First rule of Neuro Nerd Fight Club, no hits to the head. Oh, yeah. everyone, <laughs> no. everyone has to wear those giant headgears. The big phone was second rule of Neuro Nerd Fight Club. Double tap. No. What is Neuro Nerd Fight Club? I don't remember. I had a brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I say it all the time. The Neuro Nerds, we are here to help. Reach out to us. Reach out to me at Joso Rocks. Everywhere, reach out to Lauren at Lauren El Manzano yeah. on Instagram. Reach out to us, the Neuro Nerds. Everywhere, and then World our next, mental health. Yep, I was gonna say in our next few episodes, they may also be virtual ones because Lauren will be on the other side of the Atlantic for a few weeks. <gasps> Lauren's gonna be ass kicking in Spain. Spain? Yeah, I'm competing Just, in Madrid next Saturday. Yeah, and when the gas prices go down, <laughs> thank Lauren. There you if go. they go up. Blame Lauren. There we go. <laughs> that means that. mission is not accomplished no. yet. So you think? <laughs> Who do I work so, for? Oh man, please don't say Hydra. So, again, we we, we 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 oh no, what are you, Captain America? I'm sorry, Captain Hydra. <laughs> we we joke all the time, but mental health is a very serious thing. If you have any issues, any troubles, please find help, reach out to us, reach out to your neighbor, reach out to a friend, a family call. Uh, you know, there are hotlines, yeah. there are internet groups, do everything in your power to, you know, get better because you are cared about you. You really are as much as it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes you absolutely are. And there's this beautiful giant world of amazing people out there. Let's be part of it. Like, let's make this shit happen. Yes. Lauren, you just scared me right now. Cause you came closer to the camera and I flinched. Oh God. Grown man afraid of his tiny co-host. Oh God. <laughs> and if it's really serious and you feel like you're going to harm yourself or someone else, please, without hesitation, call 911. Yeah. It's there for a reason. We need to take care of ourselves and we need to take care of other people. You don't dial 911 if you're in um definitely in California, but if you're in part in the United States as well, you can drive yourself to any major hospital and every emergency room does have somewhere that they can put you to keep you from hurting yourself or someone else, um, especially if you're feeling that. So you can go to any emergency room or call 911. That's amazing information. Yes. And, and, and really there's no shame in any of this at all. We all have those days. Unfortunately, some of us have a lot more than others. Yes. But it's again, it's our responsibility and we have to do the best that we can to be better. Like, let's all grow. We don't have to do it alone. Let's all grow as, as a unit, as a team, as a society. As, nope, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to say what one more happy concussiversary to my beautiful, incredible ass kicking co-host, Lauren. I adore you, you tiny, frightening <laughs> human being. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so happy and so blessed to have you on this journey here with me. I appreciate you. And for all you others out there on this beautiful, somber, but uplifting and happy note. Yes. These neuro nerds are out. 
The timing was terrible, but it was amazing. It's okay. We did great. <laughs> it's okay. It's a long distance world mental health day. Yep. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.